the piece of art should be a struggle. I mean, it is a struggle and it's okay. That means that something happening, that something important go goes through you. And um, otherwise it won't be a piece of art. Hello and welcome to episode 15 of Lo-Fi Podcast. I am John Wentz, recording conversations with artists, musicians, and filmmakers still from my flat in Paris, France. Welcome to the new episode. Hope everybody is doing well. A few updates. I believe everybody in the U.S. is now, well, not everybody in the U.S. is on lockdown, Um, but things have escalated since the last episode, so I hope everybody's doing well. We're still on at the quarantine here in Paris, Uh, they're tightening the restrictions, and not knowing how much longer this is going to last. There's rumors saying it could be up until May, but who knows. So I hope everybody's doing well. This will be a little bit of a longer episode, taking into account uh, everybody's on lockdown. I thought I'd go a little bit extra on this, so something to listen to while you're painting, relaxing, chilling, reading, whatever it is. Also, this episode is sponsored by No Wave Academy. At nowaveacademy.com, you can view an array of instructional videos by some of today's best contemporary artists. You can see workshops, online videos by Sean Cheatham, Mia Bergeron, myself, Paul Christina, Sting Kim, and more. So use this code at checkout, LOFI-10, that's all caps, L-O-F-I-10, and you can get 10% off at checkout. Take advantage of that. Also, if you want to get a hold of us, lofipod2020 at gmail.com or go to lofipodcast.com. Uh, you can request a guest, you know, leave some feedback, whatever you want to do, vent about being locked indoors for way too long. It's up to you. In this episode, I was really excited to talk to my friend, Yulia Bass. Yulia lives in Barcelona, Spain, but is originally from Russia. Uh, just a really, really cool person. I was so excited for her to take time out to chat with me. Um, known her for a little while now and always admired her paintings. So it was nice to get a little insight uh, behind her working methods, her creative process. Um, we talk a little bit about uh, what it's like in Spain right now. As everyone probably knows, Spain has been hit pretty badly by the coronavirus outbreak. So we talk a little bit about what's going on there, what daily life is like. Uh, But we also talk about, you know, schooling in Russia, what it was like growing up there, Uh, her career and path as an artist, taking a break for 11 years and then coming back to it and pursuing it as a professional and a lot more. Um, So without further delay, I hope you enjoy this conversation with Yulia Bass. I think it's unnatural for... And it's kind of the big debate, right, is being able to talk about your work. Because I know a lot of artists like to go to, um, what was that, like a Picasso quote, where apparently he was at some opening and a journalist was asking him about his work. Like, tell me about this painting. He's like, if I was able to do that, then I wouldn't be a painter. And I know a lot of artists fall back on that, but I do agree with that to an extent. It's a lot to say, to, to know too much about your work almost. Oh, well, this is a great topic again to to discuss. But 
Yes and it's no. A good, it's a good thing I hit record. I have to warn you. Yeah. We recording. <laughs> I do it like a shot. Like I, I hit record when people don't realize. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, it stays I, natural. I wanted to say, like, yeah, just, just switch on the, the recording. Like That's what I do. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, coming back to the topic, talking about the paintings. Yes and no, because... Um, Recently, I had to change my perception of this topic, mm. I think. Yeah, because at the point when I realized to, that for being a professional artist, I have to uh, set up my website and my blog and everything. And I mm-hmm. knew that I have to write a statement. And I was like, yeah, how am I going to do that? Like, uh, it was so intuitive how I was starting to work but I, I just knew that it's essential to write it so I started to research on it read books and actually like I end up changing my um, my feeling about it because actually we can help people to understand our work if we say so and I think it's also um, like a snob like a, being a snob, you know, saying like, okay, I threw it to the world and you like, look at this. And if you don't understand, yeah, yeah. it's your problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Well, I, I agree. Or, I think it, or it can be a crutch, I think too, because it's difficult for artists to do. So I think it's really easy too to go like, no, I just yeah. make pictures. Yeah. You tell me what it yeah. means. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's hard. It's hard to yeah. reflect on your work. Yeah, that's why you can hide yourself behind this quote, like, you know, I just do art and I, I, I'm not here to explain it. Why not? I mean, you, yeah. you can try. You can, Of course, you have to push it, like push yourself into, into that. So I was like answering the question. So there are like, uh, you know, books helping to actually to drag it from, from inside. I mean, yeah, so they actually like a, like a forms you have to fill up, yeah, with your answers. Uh-huh. Like they're really, really detailed. And actually they they make you think about why you, you do it this way or not another, like in, in, in many perspectives. And you just like, just by feeling these uh, endless questions, you're actually realizing why you, you do so. And it's just, it, it, it helped me a lot, actually. It helped me a lot to understand my work. Yeah. Was this a specific book that you were It was, I think, on? it was like some, like many articles I was, uh, was researching. And then I think I read the full book, which is Art Right. Something. T, like right? Art Right, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, I haven't heard of right. it. <laughs> Like, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you just pick out like I don't know, just go to Amazon and probably just see what they have. And I was like interested. And she's basically saying I don't remember the author, um, unfortunately. But she's well, it's great to read, I think. I would definitely recommend it to 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 artists who are just starting because she's closing a lot of um your like a negative, um, well, negative thinking about art, right? And art mm-hmm. speech. And mm-hmm. she's saying it doesn't, doesn't need to be really complicated or philosophical. You just have to be, um, 
honest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, did you stumble upon this or was this something you were seeking out? Oh, well, I didn't like, know. What got you into that? I really wanted to be a professional. You know? Okay. So it was a matter <laughs> of improvement. Yeah. No, that makes yeah. perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why I keep thinking because as I told you before, like uh, I kept like uh, talking to you in my head. <laughs> <laughs> your first time approached me so yeah. and i was answering such a question so basically i asked myself some questions and i was answering and like i i still don't know but it was a uh, thing that i really wanted to not just paint paintings but to to become a professional artist mm-hmm. so i was researching on every um well every direction I can improve, I can develop this as a profession. That's why I end up like really re- reflecting on, on, on why I do this, why my paintings are different. But it's again like, you know, now because we, we are so exposed with all the social media, we like anyhow we're going to touch this topic, I guess. Now. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's inevitable. Uh, yeah. It's now okay. ev- now even worse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so um yeah i remember you were talking about this horrible perception of uh, like building yourself as a brand but i think it's also inevitable because we have now like thousands of artists and you actually mm-hmm. have to understand at least for yourself to understand what you're doing differently true and one thing I would say that is like, I do rant about that a lot, lot like the branding thing, but yeah. it's more, it's not so much branding as it is the contrivance of branding that I don't like. Yeah. Cause branding happens whether you like it or not. Right. Like the, I think that like the, the, you know, yeah. the college definition, like you're, if you were taking advertising one-on-one, it's branding isn't what you say you do. It's what others tell you, you do. That's brand. So people brand you no matter what, but what I get to me is this whole thing of when all of a sudden everybody is talking, it's because of YouTube culture, like the advertising lingo, like when hmm. people refer to their paintings as content, well, I have more content. I have to do a batch yeah. content for my Instagram. Like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> You're not an advertising I mean, firm. Yeah, so I, 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 I don't mind the branding. And you have to now. I, I understand. Yeah, you well. have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. like, I totally agree with you that we still have to paint and to perceive our work as, as art. Yeah, it's not a content. But we do content, content in the same time. You're right. So it's yeah. like, <laughs> Like we do, yeah. I mean, we yeah, can say like, it or not. like beautiful yeah, worlds, yeah. <laughs> like beautiful words about like not not to, but we are doing it. And I think, yeah. like you know, I was just again like listening for your conversation with the with the skulk the 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 Yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry. I really I really loved it, but I think just listening to it, I was thinking. It's, it seemed like we're paying this price. I mean, we now kind of um, have to advertise ourselves, administrate ourselves, branding mm-hmm. ourselves and everything, yeah? And actually, it's, it's a hell of the work. I mean, I'm just trying to explain my friends or relatives 
that sometimes I don't have time to paint. Yeah, I mean, it'll take up yeah. a large portion. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like all emailing, the 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 advertising, the again, like uh, I don't know, all the traffic. So you just it's just enormous work and. Uh, so yes, maybe we're going to get rid of the galleries, but I think we're paying a huge price for it. Just taking we're taking job. on a lot, yeah, yes. yeah, yes, yeah. it is. And and some people do great with it. I think, and that's going to be another yeah. thing. I think that will create this funnel effect for artists. Hmm. Is now that's going to be part and parcel to your job. It's not just making the pictures or the paintings or the sculptures, whatever it is that you do, you have to take on all this as well. And a lot of people are going to be like, no, <laughs> I'm done. <Thanks." laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, thank that's you. part of being an artist now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, the world is changing anyhow. And I mean... And, and that's the other thing, right? You're It's changing. And that's the other part of being an artist is keeping up with the change too. It's not just doing that. It's like, yeah. because these the fads change. People's like email lists become stronger and then they get weaker. And then algorithms, like all that stuff becomes part of your research and air quotes. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, totally. I mean, but that's interesting. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, sorry. sorry. No, you go, because I'm on my third cup of coffee, so I'm going to talk to you. <laughs> okay. No, I have my tea. You were like a tea drinker, no? Wow. Yes. I drink tea in the afternoon, so I have uh, okay. cups, coffee in the morning, which it's almost mm. afternoon. But I had to reduce my coffee drinking like into one cup of coffee. Now, like <laughs> sitting at home, I think, like I do two cups of coffee and for me it's already like work. that's a lot <laughs> no it's not a lot i just know that if i i wouldn't control it i would be just five six a day yeah yes especially <laughs> when we're on <laughs> quarantine now it's yet yeah, to just... yeah i know because we endlessly trying to cheer ourselves up no with sweets and everything we run out of all chocolate at home <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm doing that too. I when I go out, like I, we were joking about how I go out and look for cheese. Like that's my yeah. one thing. I know. But my other thing is cookies. I love cookies, so I'm always getting cookies and cheese. Oh, oh my anything God. for that like spike of uh, dopamine yeah, or endorphin. Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly. So like I, I'm going to order some food like online, and I think I put like seven chocolate. <laughs> my card <laughs> oh my god uh, i know I hope are you doing a home workout routine that's what i'm doing so i don't uh, put on too many yeah. kilos <laughs> kilograms yeah, that's what we're talking because I, with our design design studio because i'm working also as a as a, as a designer and we just had a like a, a team call all together uh, okay. and we were joking about like okay in a couple of weeks we're going to be rounder anyhow <laughs> with all this pasta and rice all day <laughs> oh man yeah and nobody's exercising again okay i do like a five minute workout with my daughter like oh, nice. five yeah. minutes like sometimes i do kind of yoga but <laughs> yeah yeah it's not the same yeah 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 I know this is what, and actually now, but you know, the weird situation is that, man, I see so many advantages of this situation. It's so weird. Such I as? Mean, 
for example, yeah, regarding the the these physical uh, exercises, like I literally feel how important it is. I mean, I I feel it. I not just read the article about oh you have to exercise or you have to do like every day like at least something for your body, but actually I feel it. Oh yeah, yeah. I feel how I yeah. uh, how I don't know the mood is changing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's one of those things. It's like when you take something away, you really see the benefit mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's now just amazing. Like you, you can feel it about, I don't know, like a screen time. I don't know, you're like a time management. Uh, like, I don't know, so, so many things. So many things. You actually see how it works. Because we were, we were always running, yeah. And we were always doing our routines, and mm-hmm. now we're kind of. It's been interrupted. Same. Yeah. 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 What What's the um, the situation like in Spain right now? Well, everything is locked. You're down. in Barcelona. Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, 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 yeah. In Barcelona. Well, so uh, they just extended the quarantine for another fifteen days. So I mean, at least three weeks more. Yeah, and you've been day. on for how long right now? For ten days, I think I was sitting. So I'm sitting home okay. for ten days. So- and uh, um, well, um, it's I mean it's different. Like for me or for country, it's it's, it's different to say. I mean, difficult to say. Sorry that uh, I know it's really harsh time for for medical system. Yeah. And I, I actually stopped um, reading the news recently, like for yeah. a couple of days, because mm-hmm. the, the numbers are so scary. And it uh, gets me down, really, just to be, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I so it's really, yeah. So, I mean, it, it is really sad. I mean, it is. So you, we cannot compare it anymore with any flu or uh, car accident statistics. It gets mm-hmm. much worse. Yeah, you see what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and um, so, but you don't see it. It's strange. It's really surrealistic. That's the weirdest part about it, the invisible yeah. threat. Yeah. So just yeah. reading about it. So just like a friends of friends who who having like many uh, doctors as yeah. friends, you know, they saying yeah. they're in hell now and you don't yeah. see it. But yesterday, you know what happened in Barcelona? They were clapping. They were like uh, giving applause to... For the medical workers? For, yeah. Yeah, they like, do so that here yeah. every night at 8 p.m. Yeah. I mean, it was like so moving. Yeah, it is. I mean, so surreal. But I hear birds. I mean, I I know that's the weird thing is you, all this is coming in. And that's the other thing why I also try to limit my social media because, like you were saying, I'll see things that like, oh, my friend's a doctor and the world mm-hmm. is ending. And mm-hmm. then someone else posts something like, oh, we've got a cure coming in two weeks. And you're like, I don't know how to bounce. What? That's not what I'm hearing. It's all these, it's like a cognitive dissonance. And then, yeah, yeah. I look out my window and half of Paris is jogging all of a sudden. Like all of a sudden everybody's really? into jogging. Yeah. Oh man, it's crazy. Yeah. And then wow. like you said, birds are chirping. The air smells nice. But I'm like, I can't go yeah. outside. What the hell is going on? Yeah, now? I mean, it. We, well, 
every, and what is really also like interests me a lot like as i said before like we are all now connected in a really weird and awkward way yeah like we yeah. all experience the same i mean <laughs> at least throughout the 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 europe yeah and, mm-hmm. and china and it's like now i think us now the us yeah. now is also an, under the law yeah yeah, okay. they went on a lockdown, and there's discussions of how how long they're going to extend it. Yeah, I mean, so it's for everybody now. Like seeing yeah, these nothing, cities. Yeah, that it reminded me of there. There's uh, this will probably mean nothing to because it's U.S. politics. But I remember when Reagan was in office, he gave a speech, and it was really weird. He talked about something, you know, like. Basically, what he was saying is there's nothing that will unite people like a common enemy. And that's basically what we're saying now. This is something that does not uh, discriminate. (laughs) Yeah, it's so So. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so true. It's crazy. Like we all, we we all now have like the, the common issue. And we can speak about it with anyone. Like, yeah. Yeah. Call anyone and speak about it. Like anyone. Yeah. And you, you, know what's funny? <laughs> you know what's funny is I was talking to somebody. So you and I were talking recently and um, we were talking about how kind of nice it was because everybody's been more chatty. Like I've been actually talking on the phone mm-hmm. with people and it's been nice. But then all of a sudden I had friends that were messaging me and they're like, oh, I can't take this anymore, man. Everybody wants to talk. I have no time to myself. <laughs> <laughs> So that lasted yeah. almost like three days, and people were like, "Man, I, I need some me. alone time." Yeah, I think I spent like the whole Saturday. You remember, like, yeah. literally the whole day, I was on my phone. I was, <laughs> yeah, and like, yeah, for me, it's strange because I'm quite quiet person. Like, I need my silence. I need to be alone, and yeah. I uh, I suffer this thing a bit, but I also like became stronger. I think like after these weeks, I would be much better in standing like standing people around me because yeah, it's also about my work. Like I was, you know, <clears throat> to be honest, like recent uh, month I was struggling a lot. I was um, because in what way? I mean, with the studio thing, yeah, because. Uh, since I started, so when I started to paint, like, well, more or less professionally, so I mean, not professional, but I just sit at home. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I had like, I uh, I blessed you to have a little terrace now. <laughs> well, it's raining oh, nice, today, nice. but <laughs> yeah, now it's a trip, like a, just a precious. So I have a little terrace there and, uh, you know, there is a little, not a house, but I mean the shed. Yeah, where you keep all mm-hmm. the, the, the trash there. <laughs> all the stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I throw everything away. And actually, you have literally like a place to, to a little table and a chair, and that's it. That's yeah. where I started. Yeah, so I was. That's painting. where you started to paint. Yeah, yeah. So I set How long? up. And that my... was recent. Yeah. Right? How I mean, long? It's like two and a half years ago. Like three oh, that, that yeah. blew me away when you told me that. Like, man, you talented yeah. people. Like takes me a decade to learn to paint and then you come along in two years. No, no. It's not like I just started from the zero. Yeah. I mean, I I was, I was, um, um, I had the art education as a child. 
So, oh, really? like a like a yeah. art elementary or art high yeah, school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, actually, like I I studied in Moscow, in Russia, right? In Russia, in Moscow. yeah. Okay. So and um, I don't know how it is in Europe. It doesn't seem so, but um, in Russia we have these extracurriculum how you say mm-hmm. that, yeah, sure, uh, schools, sure. <laughs> when actually after your normal school, you go for uh, several hours for art school or music school. Yeah, oh, so okay. it's the same. So you combine okay. things. So it's not just, um, it's like another school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're not just spend one one hour a week, but you actually go there like three, four times and you spend several hours there. Several That's for amazing. several years. Several years. Well, we and do you do you? This is about like, like Russian. Was it well rounded? Like you did a little of everything, like a little music, a little drawing, or uh, did you no, have this a one particular like an art school. So usually it's like a music school. So you actually go for uh, more or less professional uh, education. So you actually learn okay. how to make it, and it's kind of. Uh, necessary in Russia. I mean, if you want to be an artist, you kind of have to go to such a schools like when you're a child. It's like a, it's more like a professional sport, I would say. You know what? That I makes mean? sense. Yeah, because you guys have yeah. a history of your yeah, the yeah. Russian academies for art are crazy. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But you produce. I mean, like those Russian. I mean, I, it's not for everybody. But like the the what was it? The, like the the uh, Russian socialist paintings and stuff like mm-hmm. that are just incredible Mm. slightly propagandistic but (laughs) technically (laughs) maybe just a finger just just a little just just a little little. (laughs) yeah just (laughs) but technically they're stunning (laughs) yeah a little bit fascist as well slightly fascist just a slight (laughs) i know um yeah, this is another great topic. And now uh, we're now jumping from topic to topic, but okay. That's fine. So, um, yeah, talking to the uh, the education there, I mean, um, yeah, it's crazy about this socialist, like uh, socialism. Uh, they they actually like after revolution, they they uh, they destroyed the. Um, let's say the old school Russian academies and they build the new, the whole new system, which is based mm. on, you know, the, 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 the structural drawing, the measuring, the, so much more, how to say, like, again, bringing a system to the, to mm-hmm. the education. So, so they get rid of everything that was great about Repin, Vesnitsov, Serov, and everyone else there. They just basically eliminate everything and they build a new system. Yeah. Wow. I know. So I know. that's amazing. It's, so even the education, the way the, the yeah, approach absolutely. to art became very systematic, just as really the, systematic. the just politics for did. Everyone to follow the yeah. same system, the same guidelines. And it changed the art world significantly. So, I mean, the way they started to, to teach kids and adults, like how to, how to perceive the, the portrait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it like, it shifted from, from the portraiture, from the emotional, from the, from the, uh, I would say expressive, like expressive. Yeah. Uh, way of, 
drawing to a really cold and um, yeah, just uh, just a systematic uh, painting. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, so you just have to know the proportions. We call it building. Yeah, building the face. So you actually have to know the proportions. How to how nose, like how many times your eye. Uh, like enters to your nose size and everything yeah. but it's crazy because it's like never the same it's yeah, never yeah. the same so i mean the, the the results the people were ending up with i mean they were robotics yeah like i mean just drawn the, these faces were just uh lacking life yeah all over but that what they wanted I mean, it's mm -hmm. the, the whole philosophy of the socialism and communism, like no, no personality, but the, uh, but the function. I mean, they right. perceive, yeah, the, the, there was nothing like personal uh, there. So the art changed as well. And uh, why I'm saying about this so like um, I'm really confident in this because I was lucky to. So when I went to the art school, I was I think like ten years old, maybe eleven, mm -hmm. and I was really lucky to uh, get into the class of um, the artist was like the teacher, and he was the old school master. So he was studying in the art school of Serov. And he wow. was drawing and painting as old masters did. And he actually yeah. shared the same teachers that, like, I mean, old masters did. So yeah, was, the lineage. The, the, he was in the, that the, lineage. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, 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 the um, um, yeah. And in the same art school. I studied for one year with this, um, let's call it new style, uh, socialistic mm -hmm. way of teaching. It was so boring. I actually nearly <laughs> quit it. I nearly really? quit. Because yeah. it was just measuring and yeah, it was just, just academic. Measuring, you know, like a hatch. So we just we were dividing these bloody uh, uh, the cylinders into shades and then just uh, making this hatch on top. It was like so... So not about uh, creativity or art. It was just just horrible. I don't understand yeah. how people stand the the uh, the uh, like academic schools because I was <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. how did you? I mean, for you, I was like, were you measuring like with your pencil yeah. or something? Oh, no. Yeah, and I used to love. I loved it actually. I I don't mind the measuring part. I that appeals to a certain part of my brain. Um, but I, I definitely agree with you. There's a side to that where there's got to be a middle ground to it. You know, you, I, I don't mind a good foundation, but mm -hmm. when that becomes all there is to it, it doesn't, that's for me, isn't art. It's not a good experience to see stuff like that. And it's yeah. so dated, yeah. but I, I think your situation, that, I mean, that's to an extreme where they're just like, Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. But I see, well, I, I do understand that for, you know, for, for a person to start drawing, he probably needs some guidelines. And, um, mm -hmm. but looking into, I don't know, my story, I was never building and measuring that I can draw. I mean, I, 
I know that none of the uh, great Russian masters, they did so. They never mm -hmm. measured. They never, they, they were perceiving the, the um, you know, they were looking at the portraiture as photography. Yeah, so we're actually, oh, yeah. yeah, you see what I mean? So you mm -hmm, actually mm -hmm. like, a, like a, uh, when you do film photography and you actually go into this red light uh, room, and you put this paper into, you know, this. In the developer, the, yeah. The, the developer <laughs> with this uh, liquid. Yeah. And yep. you see gradually the, the image just appears yeah. from there. So that's the way they were drawing, like with values, you know. Because yeah, you very see value. And you yeah. Build it up. yeah. Yeah. And you gradually just, just tear some. Uh, so just, just pick up some details, some depth there. I mean uh -huh. that's what that was the way they were drawing and like their works I mean they're just incredible. Yeah, that's the way I was taught. Is mm. that exact same yeah. method, to build it up like a photograph. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But now it's like it wasn't the same. So I saw both systems in the same school. Uh-huh. So I know what I'm talking about. Like so it's like literally two classes with different teachers. And different way of uh, of um, doing this. So wait, so just to make sure I'm understanding uh -huh. correctly, the two methods. So the the measuring and then the, like the kind of photo developing method were two different approaches. Those yeah. were the two different. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's fascinating. Because they should go together. <laughs> I mean, in a in I a mean, proper world, of course, I do understand the the, the shape, and I can. I can build the shape correctly, and uh, it's it's not like I cannot measure. But I think these um, these masters they were they were saying basically that your eye is so it's so amazing tool. I mean, it's mm -hmm. much more um, it's just incredible. You cannot you cannot measure what you, like you have to try you have to try to trust your eye. Because your eye sees everything like a microns, you know, you cannot oh, really okay. build it. So it's again about like trying to uh, um, to run everything through your brain, you know, to, to run all the processes. But actually we can perceive the, port the portrait just directly. I mean, not really, again, yeah, it's really, it's quite difficult to explain. I would say you have to see it on the um, on the examples. Actually. Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you see what but I mean. That, yeah, I see what you mean, and that's the. I think the difficult thing is in that translation too. Um, you have to understand like a, a, a hierarchy of drawing in a sense where there's what you see and then understanding your perceptions, but then how you translate that to drawing can be an entirely different thing. You can't take in all that information and express all that information at once. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like I, I, an approach that I developed when I used to teach was um, understanding how we actually perceive um, the world around us. And the first thing is in values. So that's mm -hmm. how I would start explaining, translating to students is like, don't look at the details. Mm -hmm. Don't look at all the leaves on the tree. You squint down and see it in terms of value. Yeah, exactly. That's your first hierarchy of drawing because that's how the, like 
what we th- how we think we see things is not how we see things. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is the point. This is a point. And that's what yeah, and that's I remember learning that and I was like, "Oh, I think this is now what it means to be an artist. It's not being mm. able to draw. It's mm. how you see the world and translate it." Mhm. You know what yeah. I mean? Cuz yeah, then yeah, yeah. after values is edges like that's how the brain perceives things because we need to not bump into things so i I need to be able to see like a hard edge and a soft edge yeah you know or at least back then it was to avoid getting eaten by a tiger (laughs) you have to like yeah 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 exactly it's like just evolutionary thing that we're actually taking as granted and like we yeah this is the point and we start to draw like this so we just draw the edges then we Mm -hmm. we fill it with value but it's not the same thing like there is no Mm -hmm. there are no edges yeah no edges yeah 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 so that man that's great you were learning all that in in school yeah, like I mean, I started were... to draw like all these gypsum heads in like uh-huh. age of 11 and 12. And then like in 13, I was drawing the whole figure. And uh, yeah, and th- that's why I, I was learning so fast because this teacher, he was actually not giving a fuck about the, the system, you know, like you have to draw this the, the sphere then you have uh, to draw the, the cube for another week or a month. Then like <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. in five years you can draw a human. No, just just take it. Just take it and and, uh, and uh, you can do whatever. So he was never limiting us in um, – he was even challenging us, you know. And Interesting. It, it, how? Yeah. Challenging I mean how? challenging, like giving us really, really difficult tasks. Uh-huh. Yeah, like a drawing, like for for thirteen years old, like a drawing the the uh, the the whole figure sculpture, like drawing. But wow. you know, like when yeah. you're developing the drawing, I mean, in like in months when it's like perfect, yeah, like academy style. Mm-hmm. Like, but we were. I don't know. We were excited by this challenge itself, you know. So he trusted to us, and we were like really uh, enjoying it. I yeah. Do, do you think, in a way, too, that kind of saved art for you? Yeah, where, definitely. Where you were saying, like, you were getting really bored with the I, measuring and, this and that. Like, definitely. Yeah. So he actually found found me in another class. So sometimes. He was lurking into other classes, you know, for uh-huh. uh, talented students or something. So he was like picking his nose and just seeing what everybody's doing. And he actually saw me drawing these uh, horrible uh, cubes or something, <laughs> or I don't know, like a bird. Uh, yeah. I was like, how you say something like a dead bird? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How you, how you call it this? Dead bird. <laughs> well, dead bird. <laughs> yeah, but uh, in the realm like the the old still lives, right? Where they would yeah, use yeah, like a, a dead yeah, rabbit maybe, or a yeah, dead bird, maybe an apple yeah. or something. Not, or maybe not he, Yeah, he knew he knew me because I used to take some classes before I entered this art school, so he knew me. But I end up with another teacher, but he actually took me from there because I was after a after a year of studying of this like a normal uh, normal art school with all the homework. I mean, they did 
like did give us the homework. <laughs> it was wow. like crazy. And I felt this is another prison. Like, okay, I have my normal school and here is another prison. And like, it's just so boring. It, it, it didn't reflect anything I wanted to get out from art. I don't know. Just And he found me at this point. And he was like, uh-huh. come on, change your class. Just just write the, the letter to the director and just change the <laughs> class. Just come, come. I will give you something cool to draw. Oh, that's awesome. How encouraging. Yeah. I mean, it changed everything. It was like a, yeah. a new air there. It was like, oh, wow, yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. And I was like, come on. I, because think of... Um, uh, he still had some uh, students. So, so uh, apart from us, like kids, he also had many adult students who kept coming to, to study with him. I mean, so they already finished the, the school, but they kept coming. So, I mean, it was like an open uh, studio. So for us, it okay. also was really really engaging and amazing to see uh, another artist already coming and painting just next to you. Yeah. Okay. And I understand. Not, yeah. Nothing, so you had like varying yeah. degrees of skill level. Yeah. So you had the, like, you're working next to these professionals and yeah. you feed off of that. Yeah. 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 Definitely. So it was completely different atmosphere. And uh, so basically I, I often say that everything I do, like almost everything I do, okay, on the level of skills, I learned from him. And not uh-huh. only skills, but you know that, I don't know, so many, so many things. So I was really, really lucky. If lucky exists, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> lucky I don't think exists. so, but we can say luck. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Okay, let's say just in the usual way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But let's get, I want to, um, yes, yes. I'm fascinated by, so what, how long did you do that for, that type of schooling? So it was, I think, um, something like five years. Yeah, it was painting okay. and drawing. That's a long time. I mean. And, yeah. Well, but just, uh, so basically it go go along with the normal school. So you're ending the yeah. normal school in Russia. Well, normal, just, <laughs> yeah, that's how you say this, just um, um, at at uh, 18, I think. So the same age oh, you, okay. you, uh, you graduate from the art school. Well, music school in Russia, they have like seven years. So I mean, they are much worse. <laughs> like wow. Proper education, yeah, yeah, and then but I kept uh, studying with him, you know, with this teacher for after you graduated high school. And actually, the the funny thing that I actually make him work in my university then. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. Uh, it was. How come? Just, I mean, it was. Um, so I. Um, I went to study uh, the architecture and interior design because, again, okay. yeah, I mean, it was crazy uh, because then nobody started to 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 studying art as a career. Mm-hmm. You would yes, be insane not- if you if you go to study this. I mean, what the yeah. miserable life you're going to have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, um, and even my teacher, I remember, yeah, like it, it's also just incredible to think about that even my teacher just really pushed me into some normal profession, you know. The drawing teacher did. Yeah, yeah, this teacher. I mean, wow. Yeah, I know. Because it was like the situation in Russia. We we had no any examples of successful contemporary artists around us. Maybe uh-huh. uh, it was again like maybe not so far from Soviet Union time where we were really isolated. Yeah, so yeah. we had. That's yeah. what I was going to ask. Yeah. I, I, was, I don't want to ask too much about like years and stuff to mm-hmm. give away ages. But I, this this was no, post Soviet okay. Russia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So okay. uh, it's not only about Soviet Soviet times. It's again like uh, think we didn't have internet then. I yeah, mean, yeah. Not so much. I mean, no, but it was like two thousand and something. So, so we're still pretty disconnected from the rest of the world in a way. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say so. And we never like I never knew someone successful in art, like art as art. You know, just painting. And and, yeah. and living for that, like, no. So probably, I mean, I knew some some guys who were uh, going to to uh, for this for this path, but we considered them as crazy person. Like, <laughs> I still I consider just, them as crazy person. Yeah. <laughs> You did the same. So. Yeah, I, I'm crazy. I, I, I think. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't brave enough then. I wasn't. I yeah. just understand that I was like really. I wanted to have uh, even my mom. She was like, no, no, because she was really supportive. Mm-hmm. But now I really, um, I quite often recall this, um, like my childhood, because I think um, I had this a really strong dream to be an artist since I was like four years old or something like that. Really? I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's now a bit funny to say and a bit, a bit pathetic, but... Uh, Why is it now? Why is that pathetic? No, I mm, mean, that's great. yeah, it was like feeling that, oh, I, I've, seen, I've seen the artwork, I think, in the window of this art school. And I just felt, uh-huh. I just felt this is my thing. You know, sometimes you feel that. Like just, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, this is what I need. This is what I'm going yep. to do. It was like through my whole childhood. And then when I was like 18, I just didn't remember that. And I went to uh, to study interior design and architecture, which was okay. I mean, I'm really grateful for, um, yeah. for my education and my path. But I just came back to art after like 11 years only. Yeah. Wow, you took that long of a hiatus. Oh, sorry. Yeah. It was that long of a break. Yeah. Yeah. That you took. Yeah. So, because you, yeah, because that's, you're still working in interior design and yeah. architecture, right? So you yeah. divide your time. So you took 11 years building that career. And then yeah. how, how and why did you get back into it, into drawing and painting? And what year was that when you started getting back in? Uh, oh, I'm really, really bad with years. <laughs> Don't yes. ask me such a question. <laughs> well, let's see, from I mean, three years uh, training to yeah, like twenty sixteen. So, so when we, so basically, it started again when I moved to Barcelona. So before we were living in Italy, uh, we moved to Barcelona. Then 
uh, it was like four years ago, something like that. Okay. And, I was um, right. 2016. Yeah. 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 Good guess. <laughs> so, um, and then we actually had a really harsh time. I mean, because I was working, the studio we have, it's actually, it's a yacht design and uh, it's quite particular industry. And I was always working with my husband. So we're partners mm -hmm. we have in this studio together. And um, we had quite difficult time then. So, I mean, we had some running projects, but nothing new. So maybe it was like economical situation, something like that. And uh, we have so many problems to, to transferring here. I don't know, in terms of documents, the, the, the works in our apartment, like everything just felt mm -hmm. so, uh, so difficult. And, um, and we also had our daughter. She was really small. So it's actually also required so much, uh, um, so much attention, you know. Yeah. And I just felt that it's, I got into quite a depressive state. Okay. And I realized I need something else. So I went to, uh, to life drawing classes. You remember your conversation with Agnes. Yeah. It's so, so similar. Yeah. That's, that's really interesting. I know. It's like, I was listening. I was uh, just amazed because I, I also started, it was my escape, you know, I was like, okay, just enough, there's business problems and like the little child all over. <laughs> yeah. I just couldn't stand it. I just really felt I need some time for myself. And I, I started yeah. to draw. And actually these guys, uh, they're now like my really, my best friends here in Barcelona who having this um, life drawing studio here. I keep coming there. I keep going there. Sometimes. Oh, you do? Yeah, I do. Yeah, like, really. And uh, so I started to, to draw and I, I was again like feeling this flow, you know, energy of it's like, okay, I'm alive, you know, like, could, like life could be, could be okay, you know, when I'm there. And I was drawing like crazy. So I, I did all the sessions they had like three, three times a week or something. And um, mm, yeah, it was something for a year. So I, I um, it was really important for me in terms of skills. I now understand because I was just keeping this practice. I um, uh -huh. um, re-enter all my, my, my skills, you know, basically. So just, I just... Building them back up. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and um, yeah, and then gradually, again, as you're saying uh, about people encouraging you or pushing you into mm -hmm. uh, making a podcast, it was the same with art. Like people, people around me, they were constantly asking why I'm not selling my drawings. They're so great. Like why? Like I'm an artist. I was like, no, yeah, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> it was the weird thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like more the the more they asked, the 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 like more I was actually like getting used to this idea. I was like, why? Like really, why not? Yeah. See what I yeah. mean? I was like, and why? What were you telling yourself? Why not? 
I mean, oh, what this was keeping is, you? Yeah, well, ah, oh, and it it's really scary. Yeah, was it like coming yeah. out like out of a hibernation? It felt like it was yeah. a lot of fear. Yeah. I think yeah. it was a lot of fear. I think like even when I decided to go this path to actually let myself to try, I think I struggled another year of different um, difficulties just to let uh-huh. myself do this. And it was, it was, oh, it was like so harsh time. I mean, psychologically, because yeah. I was just so much. I, I was I actually talking a lot about this with, with people who just starting and they so it was like all about I don't know feeling insecure feeling mm-hmm. I I cannot really make it like nobody let me make it like why I'm thinking like I could I could succeed I mean the hell of the the thing yeah, that's a lot to put on your mind when you're just starting something or getting back into something. Yeah. I think about that a lot, actually. Well, not a lot, but often that, like, I don't think, I think if I started now, I yeah. couldn't do it. Really? Yeah, I don't think I could. Yeah, because, I, I mean, there's pressure enough, as you know, like being a, a you know, quote unquote, whatever professional artist now. Mm-hmm. But to start, I, I, I mean, I applaud anybody who starts that now because of things like social media. Like, I actually remember that um, I read an article a couple of years ago about art students graduating, and their biggest stress they said was entering social media with their artwork. Oh, they for were just, sure. They were mortified. So that's what I mean. I, I I'm so glad I had a period of. I mean, there's I've made hundreds upon hundreds of drawings that have never seen the light of day yeah. and shouldn't, you know, in school because they were <laughs> yeah. terrible. And so there was no pressure then. It's like I I spent 10 hours drawing and then I just, it went away and I had no pressure to show or, you know, whatever. That's my own thing. No, no, I I totally agree. I totally agree. And, um, well, I'm glad you had this time because like I I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, I mean, that's amazing. Because it's like um, the, the pressure of the social media. So actually the, the whole information is so accessible now. So basically like just, I think it's such a, I don't know, you have to be so brave to even open your account and start down like <laughs> uploading your pictures yeah. when you subscribe, like you following like hundreds of amazing artists yeah. and you kind of, put your little picture there and saying like, me too. I'm drawing too. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's a great way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you feel so little because basically before, okay. Like before social media, like yourself, you, you, you see your classmates. Yeah. And you see some books of great uh, mastery and, uh, and that's it. And now you basically see, I don't know, thousands, thousands. Exactly. Yeah, the exposure. I know. Yeah. And I, re- I remember for me, and I know I'm probably pretty weak as a human being, but I remember <laughs> in school. Good. Well, that's what we get yeah. along. <laughs> but yeah, I remember the pressure of going into class because I, I, I'm not joking either. Uh-huh. 
so much stress. I'm like, God, I'm going to make another. And so, yeah, applying that to like going on social media where there's thousands upon thousands of people. Mm-hmm. It's, it's tough, man, but it's good. Builds that character, I guess. That grit. Oh, definitely. That that's what I wanted to say. Yeah, it's yeah. it's again like pros and cons. Yeah, because I For think sure. now it just much stuff. Because what you know what I'm thinking? Like we have no idea how the 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 old masters would behave if they would have social media. I don't know, like Francis oh, yeah. Bacon's like Rem- uh, yeah. uh, Instagram account, Rembrandt. Rembrandt, yeah, Rembrandt account, had a- like. It would be oh no I I am quitting because there is another guy like, yeah because I'm assuming when you were in school in Russia you didn't touch oils at all yeah no I think I made like a one um, still life painting that's it okay just uh, one. so basically. And again, it wasn't in the program of the school. So it was just our ah. teacher who let us, let us use oil. Sneak in the oil. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like super excited because it was like an adult thing, you know, like yeah, almost, yeah. you know, like forbidden, like too, too cool for, for us. And I loved it. I loved oil, but I haven't, I think I tried to paint something. Maybe like, uh, like I don't know, maybe self-portrait or something because we didn't have any models. We didn't have any photos done. Yeah. So, and then, then I quit. So basically it was, yeah, watercolor in still life. Yeah. And, uh, and drawing. Uh-huh. Okay. And um, so uh, coming back to Barcelona, this drawing period, uh-huh. actually it started. So. Yeah, it was fun because, as I said, the guy who is uh, having this um, uh, this live drawing club, uh, we became really close friends. And I was sneaking into like his studio, his apartment, and I saw just a little picture. Again, it's it's about the intuition. I was really following uh-huh. all the time these things, and they 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 led me just this incredible an incredible way. So I just saw a little Polaroid picture on the wall uh-huh. and there was um uh, i don't know why but i just asked this guy bennett like who is this guy why you have his pol- polaroid photo on the on the wall and really close to it there was a really nice drawing like amazing you know like a masterpiece little uh, drawing and he was like yeah he's a really nice guy you you must see uh, his instagram he's really famous artist he used to live in barcelona and blah 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 he's the best friend of mine his name is henry kuldalen you know oh, no, henry, okay that's henry how Kau. you came across henrik yeah yeah okay. yeah, yeah. i was like okay i have no I don't know. And then I, I, I saw his Instagram and I just fall in love. It was like, it, it changed my mind. I think, you know, not only the, the quality of his work, but the, the whole, the whole story was uh, life changing for me because he was just a normal guy, mm-hmm. just really close to me. So he was young. Yeah. He was successful. He was having, um, like, I saw the, the really strong academic um, um, part of his work. 
but still mm-hmm. his work re- were really really modern and contemporary and like in the way I really liked and the, the the whole thing I don't know like how to explain you know just I end up discovering so many mindsets that stopped me to to do art for example I was always thinking that to be an artist you have to be crazy yeah i mean literally yeah like insane or like like so it it just saying that you're you have to be psychic yeah in in a way (laughs) Uh yeah so like uh i mean you have to or you have to be um um, like a drug addict or alcoholic yeah there's a lot of stereotypes yeah Yeah. and i i I actually i had this stereotype i just had it so i was i was it's now a bit strange to to say like to say so, but I was struggling this stereotype a lot because I was fighting it. Like you can when when you just uh, you know you fight something inside, so you just discover that something just build the boundaries around you, and you right. literally trying to break it. Because I always thought I I'm too normal to be an artist. <laughs> Do you think, I, I would imagine just hearing a story that that derived from your time as a child in Russia, where because they, they're steering you away. You're learning art, but don't be an artist. No, no. Yeah. You I don't know. think it came from any of that? Like you're building these things, mm-hmm. like it's impractical, mm-hmm. you know, can't make a living. You've got to be crazy. You've got to drink a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to be, uh, yeah, like a poor, poor, poorest poorest guy like on the street you know yeah, like, yeah, just, yeah 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 just you you're going to struggle for life yeah and you have yeah. to be i don't know just just uh, not like crazy but i mean just not normal yeah not <laughs> not not being able to to communicate in a normal way i don't know mm-hmm. i don't it, it was so strong yeah, yeah yeah and so I mean, meeting henrik kind of it shattered that for yeah, you. he's absolutely. a normal he's a really cool guy yeah yeah he's really easy going he's super mm-hmm. educated he's really good at business and everything it was like he's normal i mean he i don't know like just looked normal you know and he's and he's really neat i mean he's maybe not an usual artist as well because he's like you know always in his short and you know so uh, he's yeah, like yeah. <laughs> he doesn't sometimes he, he doesn't look like an artist at all uh-huh. but in the same way he's just amazing artist and i was like wow it, yeah. it is possible because when i was studying it was like yes you can draw you can be professional professional at drawing and painting, but you cannot be artist. You see what I mean? Because for, for being an artist, you have to have this just uh, outstanding personality, like a charisma that spreads uh, in kilometers around you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know, just, just, I don't know, just about the image of the person. You're like, oh, okay, it shatters all the because mm. they're not just stereotypes, they're your own um barriers that you're putting up for exactly. yourself, right? Exactly, yeah. So, you see somebody who shatters those barriers, it's yeah, it's very, very encouraging. Uh, yeah, and uh, even after meeting Hendrik and more guys like this, I was still fighting these barriers because it's mm-hmm. it, it rooted so so deeply, it's incredible. 
Yeah. And um, in the same way, so it was a year when I was sitting in this, uh, like a terrace shed and painting. So I was pushing myself into, into painting anyhow. I was really struggling. Basically, it was like every day, uh, I don't know, like a torture. <laughs> I mean, because the one part of me actually uh, understood that I have to do this. I mean, everything around me, like, sad. Like, it was just leading me into art. I mean, uh-huh. so, again, it's a bit strange to say, but I think, like, a universe is <laughs> really supporting Pushed me. Pushed you in that direction. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, hmm. I'm just, again, like, I was asking, like, can I do art? And, like, everything around me was, like, just yelling, Yes! <laughs> you do that do you need people here are the people do you need time there is time do you need money yes there is money like Uh, everything everything lines up yeah Yeah, everything just easily and i i i was really aware of this and i was always amazed like how opportunities just jumped into my hands so i understood it means like i have to do this basically yeah and uh but alongside with this th- feeling, I was actually locked into my fears. And this is, again, like a huge topic about stereotypes, my own stereotypes about uh, being a female artist as well. Uh-huh. And um, what, were the, what stereotypes did you have with that? Well, the same basically, because I came up like I came from the, the really traditional uh, society and um, like patriarchic, yeah, as we said, uh, okay. and yeah. um, I never, I never know. Um, again, it's about examples. It's about just, uh, just, uh, um, just seeing um, other people doing that. So, basically, what I knew was the the art history, and we know about that. It's basically yeah, all man. Bit of a boys' club. Yeah, a bit <laughs> again, <laughs> just a little. <laughs> And I think I, I, I always had like really huge standards. So this is also I had to fight because like the, the bar I, I wanted to achieve was so high all the time. It's still now like really high. So I actually have to bring it down to keep working because otherwise I feel, I feel just, just desperate because I just, um, I want to be like, I just, I don't know, just really uh, look at the best examples, you know. I see. Okay. You cannot reach it in, in, in one week or even in no, some years. No. no, it's a lifetime. Yeah. Who were um going back to this this idea like you were talking about and now ex not just getting back into it, but exploring it as a a, a female artist. Mm-hmm. Who were you looking at? Because you said there was things that were kind of shattering that stereotype for you. Were there certain female artists you were looking at? Uh, I'm still looking now, actually. Yeah. And now I do it more um, like con- consciously, yeah, I would say. So I yeah. actually like I, I just sit and trying to find like a, a list of the female artists uh, that really inspires me, and when I can say, "Okay, these works are not worse than uh, guys' works," yeah, because yeah. I think, you know, what what's really strange, 
happening with our mind that if we have a certain setup, we actually trying to prove it. Not how do you mean? I mean prove. not prove your own setup, not really not really shatter it, not really break it. I know this is the uh, thing. Okay. And I mean the whole all the information you get, you're like, ah oh, yeah, yeah. I told you like boys are better than girls. And it's like every okay. word it was it was the same for me. So I yeah. was actually like yeah, probably, yeah, men are better because, like, I like these, this, this, this artist, and they're all men. They're all men. Yeah. All men. And so, yeah, it's separate from historical context. Separ- even like, new yeah. ones, even new yeah. ones, because I keep, yeah. and now I understand that it's really important for me to start searching, like, deliberately to start searching for female artists. You yeah. know, I really admire. And I think. Another thing with social media, I struggle a lot that um, we we see this work online and I really need to see the work in real. And I think I haven't seen much. Mm-hmm. I mean, in yeah, total. Yeah. Yeah. Paintings in life, you mean? Yeah. Seen? Yeah. Paintings, yeah. most of all. Yeah. Because yeah. your, your experience has been pretty new to painting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't, um, yes, like uh following any of contemporary art like since uh, yeah. i started to study architecture so basically i was i was into into the design so yeah. and now um well i think lita cabiut do you know her she's she's spanish Who's artist that? lita cabiut she's great I will send you the I'm the not link. sure if I do. Yeah, yeah send me, please. I yeah, mean, and I mean, again, just seeing these works in real, she's incredible. And like, I, yeah. I felt this power and everything. Like, she's, she's so great. And her, her scale, and you see this personality strength through the, through the works. So that uh-huh. was really inspiring. Why, why did you start doing portraits then through all of this? Like going back when you started back and then looking at other female artists and just building your thing going, what got you not, I don't want to know stuck is the wrong word, mm-hmm. but um, you know, what, what's inspiring to you about like inspired you to do the work that you're doing. Interesting that you anyhow use the word stuck because I do feel like this sometimes. <laughs> I think that was a little bit of a Freudian slip. <laughs> yeah, I think you, you do feel it. the same, no? Do you? I do. Yeah, I do. I yeah. feel, well, yes and no. I, mm-hmm. I think, um, I don't know if stuck is even the right word for myself. It feels that way sometimes, but I think um, it's overwhelming. Being a portrait artist, and I don't know if you can relate to this, or primarily a portrait artist, can be overwhelming because that's the image we see more than anything mm-hmm. nowadays, just yeah. as an image. Like mm-hmm. when cell phones start, because I've been doing portraiture for a long time, but once Instagram hit and cell phones and the selfie, as soon as, actually I remember it, because I remember the first cell phones not having the forward-facing camera. <laughs> yeah. Once that forward-facing camera came in, I was like, dude, I'm yeah. done with portraits. But yeah, I'm it was too to much, you mean? Or... It's too much. I'm tired mm-hmm. of seeing people's faces. I'm so yeah, sorry. Sure. I totally see what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
<laughs> it's all the time, yeah. man. And that's the thing that's funny is because people, you know, the big ranch right now is, or has been for a few years, but let, you know, everybody's a photographer because of Instagram. But it's like, no, they're not. Every, everybody's a self-portrait artist. <laughs> Nobody's facing that yeah. camera out the other way. Yeah. You know, so it's tough. It is. It is, but that's that's what we have, and I mean, yeah. we just. But why is that what you have? Why did you decide to do uh, I know. portraiture? Uh, I mean, I. This is really, really important topic for me. I mean, I was, I was also not starting uh, doing art as a profession for a while because I was also thinking that, what's the point to paint. Uh, portraits like again like there are too many like way too many I thought and I was again into stereotype like okay if you're an artist now if you want to be a contemporary artist you have to keep destroying the the rules of the past and do um I don't know like a conceptual art at least abstract Mm -hmm. art you know, at least, yeah, know, this is a normal <laughs> art and like everything about portraiture or any figure, figurative art, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know, like a craft. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. Sure. But I wanted to paint faces. I wanted to paint faces. And when I allowed myself like, okay, for now you really want to paint faces and you just, Again, it's about letting my like letting myself to do so. I was like, who cares? Okay, I really want it, so let's have a look how it goes. And um, um, you know, in portrait, like one thing, of course, that we as humans we read so much from uh, people's faces, and it's like endless yeah. topic. I mean, um, I mean. Now I think oh, we will never over this topic. We will ne- never be over of the yeah, of yeah the, the portrait. Port- yeah, yeah, because we we, we have faces <clears throat> in the face. Like it's the primary thing for um, primarily thing for communication. Or, yeah, yeah. I mean, all the feelings, emotions, love and hate. Everything we read through face and some sometimes hands that's why i started at certain point like paint these faces and hands because they're like so speaking yeah you see what i mean like yeah 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 it communicates a lot yeah yeah communicates a lot it could be your time in italy too they do a lot <laughs> Speaking with uh, hands. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how they survive without this emoji, you know, like because I know. <laughs> I don't know yeah, yeah. How they do. Um, yeah, yeah. This is also the the, the thing. Um, this is one thing, like emotions and everything. So it's a bit um uh I know, yeah. It feels a bit easier to communicate with people what I want to express in my work through the portrait uh-huh yeah still so i somehow just feel how i can do this and i'm really afraid to step into full abstraction 
you know. Do you feel yourself heading that way? Because I feel like your work, too, one of the things that really attracted me to your paintings, and it made sense after the fact getting to know you, is they're very well designed. There's a design element to them. Yeah. Um, Which, yeah, definitely, which makes sense with your background in, in design, I think. And I could see, and even with some of the stages of your paintings, I can see it, it would be, could just be pure abstraction, just a very well-designed image. So do you see yourself maybe going down that road yeah, in the future? Yeah, I do, I do. I, I, yeah. I, I do, I, again, I, um, I'm afraid to do so because I, I'm, really? yeah, I mean, you probably understand, we still get attached to our strong academic skills, don't we? It's hard to let go of, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it's really, so sometimes I draw something like just abstraction here at home, but I, I, I was never showing anything. So I, I chosen this path to, uh, to destroy the portrait. And I do paint in, abs- in an abstract way. I mean, I'm not controlling myself, so it's actually, it's like a puzzle, yeah, how I explain mm. um, the way I paint. The way I paint is really, um, it's like an expression and it's quite, um, um, I'm not planning anything, never. Yeah. So I just, I just, I don't know, I just go through my so, canvas just uh, yeah so you literally you know the saying like starting with a blank canvas you literally start that way no plan it's a very uh, intuitive process um it is uh, yeah but um i never start with a blank uh, canvas uh i must say so i mean i i do start of course but i think that um what's also not everybody understands and i probably have to communicate it better that priming process for me is really important so uh-huh. when i start painting it's already half work done on the priming so oh, okay. I, I prime um i can spend much time priming so and i do textures i do i don't know i play with paper with uh, uh with thick gesso strokes or with I don't know, with some layers of different trans- transparent paint, etc. Uh-huh. And this part of the work is really ab- abstract. So I, yeah. do, I do whatever like I feel to do. And then I paint the face. And then I paint it again in an abstract way where I don't know I'm going to end up. And uh, um, yeah, so sometimes the paintings that just surprise me myself yeah so just do you ever in that process um what's the way to put it is there any fear for you in that process or do you feel like overly stressed because it's something that happened to me within the last few years it's the most bizarre thing but every time even when i'm working on these small digital pieces mm-hmm. Because I'm the same, and, and mo- more so with digital than anything else. There's no roadmap for me, and I find myself developing a weird fear or a weird pressure to make something out of this image. Because so, uh, for me, I don't know about you, a lot of times there's a lot of bad stuff that happens that I throw away, mm-hmm. and because mm-hmm. it just whatever the the map dissolves as I'm going along, I'm like no, nope, that's shit. 
got to throw it away. Mm-hmm. How, how is the process for you? Is it always comfortable? I guess that's what I'm getting. No, is your process no. a comfortable one or is there no, it's a lot not of discomfort? No, but um, the more I work and the more, the more I um, research on how other artists work, I uh, actually um, grow into thinking it's okay to not be comfortable. You see what I'm saying? Interesting. Thinking? Can you give me an example, like something that when you're talking about researching other artists, is there anything I, mean, I remember, out? for example, Jenny Seville, again, like if mm-hmm. talking about great uh, female artists. And One of the I, best. Yeah, yeah, well, basically, when I, again, it's like I, I saw hundreds of works of her, but when I saw it in real, I was like, oh my God. No, yeah. I got it. And the scale, it's also, I don't know, I I'm into the scale as well. Maybe it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. because it's a, it's about, I don't know, like taking this space. That's what I always wanted, you know, ah, as okay. a person, yeah. as an artist, but I was always afraid of it. So it's like, ah, you know, like you, you come and go and it's like, it's strange flickering, um, sensations yeah yeah and when uh, she uh, so she was um i was like i don't remember the quote of course like uh, word by word but she was saying that basically the piece of art should be a struggle i mean mm. it is a struggle and it's okay that means that something happening that something mm-hmm. important go goes through you and um, otherwise, it won't be a piece of art. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. And the more I hear people talking, it's like in all the podcasts and everything, like people searching, people not really um, content with their work. Yeah. For like for 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 the first uh, for the beginning. I was really running into this place where I can say, okay, I found my style and now I just do it easily. I wanted mm-hmm. to think. Yeah, just crank easy. them out. Like yeah, a, just for painting, yeah. like a painting a day because I know how to do this and I will be just saying this like, you know, like a bread. Or something yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> and now just recently, actually, I just literally, um, getting used to the um, to the thing that probably I will never be comfortable and maybe this is what I, I, I've been choosing for my life. I don't know. I mean in the process. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. And um, regarding the, the abstraction and the uh, the portrait, there is another thing that really I cannot let it go because um, that's funny, but I still attracted to this really simple thing, uh, even from the art school, from being a child, I really love this magic when you draw something and on th- uh, on 2D surface, you get this 3D dimensional object. Oh, yeah, yeah, the illusion of volume. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what happens on the face, like with all the shadows and highlights, I just I cannot go over it. I was like I'm I still enjoy to just capture this thing. I mean such a basic mm-hmm. thing, but I I I do love it. 
it's still magical yeah. for me. Like I can, I can just paint the shadow and it became, I don't know. Yeah. It's weird to say. Yeah. No, I agree. That's something that's funny. I, I've kind of gotten back into that recently too. Cause for a while I was painting very flat mm. and, and, I would let brush strokes, I think, dictate a lot of the form. So it was more sculptural. Mm -hmm. But I've found kind of a love for volume again. There is a certain magic to it. Yeah, but still, I don't know. Abstraction really attracts me. I, I yeah, but you can have volume and abstraction too. I mean, it's just yeah. I never thought about. That. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, yeah, I mean, that makes sense because I th a lot of when we look at the history of abstract art now, I mean, it, I can't remember, was it Clifford Stills? But once it was just, it was about the, the flat canvas, then I think that's what became in kind of the, the, the cultural vernacular for, for abstract art was about flatness. But yeah. even in Rothko, I see a lot of, oh, a lot yeah, of volume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you, you know. see, yeah, yeah. The Rauschenberg, the 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 whole. I really love these like New York school of art, like post-war artists. Yeah, well, yeah. Why I'm saying about abstract? Like, because I just realized that most of my favorite painting, uh, like painters, are abstract painters. Or abstract painters. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Yeah, you too. I was like, yeah. man, what are you doing? Like, because I really like the abstract painting, but it's still, I don't know. Yeah. But I still think in that sense, like, I, th I think for realist painters, where you and I kind of exist somewhere in that, there's basically kind of what Jenny Savile did. There's vocabulary, I think, in abstract that we can still use in the realm that we are, you know what I mean? So it's not so much, cause I know with her, it's like those marks or you ever see that, like the pictures in her studio, she was very influenced by Cy Twombly, mm -hmm. you know, elements of de Kooning, but she would have these, um, I think it was in one of her books. You can see she, she had blow ups of like sections of their paintings mm -hmm. so that you're not seeing the painting you're taking out of context and looking at the mark. And it was actually her that got me thinking about, um, mark making as vocabulary like this is like an alphabet in a way so i can take something from um uh rothko but with those color field paintings and i could take something from you know twombly since we're talking about twombly and put it together as something else you know and, which i thought was very interesting and i think there's still a lot to be said with that. i know for me like i've been really inspired in the last two years by rauschenberg and richard hamilton mm -hmm. um the idea of collaging but how can i do that you know as a vocabulary within painting I see you know now i now see how it's reflected in your work it's so interesting yeah you see some especially with the digital things so there's a lot yeah i can understand the fascination with abstraction yeah, well, I totally agree. I think I haven't discovered the this topic yet, like how it could be, how abstract, uh, how abstract could be the the portrait. Yeah, how how it could mm -hmm. be like distorted. Like I right. still, it's for me. It's still there is there is something to dig into. You mean how? And I also really interested, and I I keep I keep searching like how little I can say. You know what I mean? Like to say something. Oh, okay. Like yeah, how yeah. little I can I can put on my canvas to actually mm -hmm. have a piece. And it's like I really 
sometimes do extreme things and never show, but um, it's really. Yeah, I've seen that I, recently. There was something that you've that you've shared where you're leaving a lot of canvas. Oh yeah, you, you, yeah, yeah, a lot of reduction. Well, in real life, again, like it has a lot of texture and everything because I use this priming as a map. Yeah, it helps me to navigate the painting. So this abstract map. Yeah, so basically, I'm just search, and um, for example, I was. So I need something, yeah. I'm never starting with the with the blank canvas or panel. I really love uh, to have. That's it. interesting. You're starting with texture. Mm, yeah, that's really fascinating. And so I you use build the image out of texture. Yeah. Well, I'll do, yeah, 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 like a collage. So I do. I uh -huh. do. I sometimes use I don't know cork, uh, paper, something oh, like okay. that, like a wood or something, just to to throw on the panel, just in a um, uh, random way, uh -huh. uh, and then I use it. Then I use it, so I'm not really uh, starting from the blank spot. That's why I feel quite confident with uh, like wild painting. Because I kind of just oh, okay. the gaps, or I don't know. I just I I play with my own uh, like pre-work. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. You know, it's funny is I didn't even realize I knew your your works were pretty texture based, mm -hmm. but not to the extent until I think it was today you started your first piece at home on quarantine. <laughs> Yesterday. And you post it in your stories and to see it in the light and you moving around it, uh -huh. I had no idea you used that much texture in your work. Oh, it's really always. beautiful. Oh, thank you. Okay. So that was a specific piece that had a lot. Um, yeah. Because again, you know, I have the works. I, I, um, I'm working as a commissions for certain, uh, galleries or exhibitions and yeah. basically uh, I have to do something like something yeah I mean so or I already committed for do a certain type of work or certain size of work but between these works I'm trying to keep experimenting uh -huh. um, and uh, I had several panels that I primed like just crazy with this uh, how to like uh, it's actually uh, cork flakes if I can say that, you know, the cork, cork, cork? yeah, the, the cork, yeah, cork. like in a wine bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you oh. can buy like I, I bought just a huge bag. I don't know, like two kilos. It's like the size of me, like a bag of these flakes. So it's really thin. So it's basically like a perforated, uh, textured paper, like a yeah. little things. And I made uh, many panels um, with this uh, material and I primed that but I never had time to to try something on them and now oh, okay. <laughs> yeah it's, it's beautiful it's a really oh, good a really interesting uh, surface yeah because sometimes like, when you when you turn this piece you actually again like the, the face disappears and you just see this random uh, like random texture. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. It looks so, and I don't know, at least in that image, it, it gives it, um, that tactile quality just gives it a, a different sense of life almost. I feel like. Yeah. And I'm really happy to come back to paint on panels. 
because you cannot do we're using on, canvas on the uh oh sorry on panels because yeah because for for large works i have to use canvas most yeah. cases just for transportation all this uh, annoying stuff i really hope <laughs> there will be a day when I can afford like shipping my like a huge panels, you know, just panels because yeah. like I hate panels. I'm a I do too. Yeah. Yeah, I hate it. I hate yeah. it. This is another- and I've since I've Go ahead. Yeah, I just this is another thing I learned from Henrik because I, I I went to to study with him like for five days. This was another uh-huh. opportunity just jumped into like uh, uh, my life and uh, when he showed his painting on the panels, and I was like, "This is the thing that what I was missing, you know, because it changes everything." Oh, it made that big of a difference for you. Yeah, absolutely. What What was it? What about the surface for you that's like really different? I don't know. I still don't understand because I do work on canvas as well, and I use the. Um, the canvas without the texture, you know, they're like really fine mm-hmm. and uh, fine. smooth, smooth um, canvases. And I prime them with, I don't know, five layers of priming. So sand it to make it yeah, smooth. Sand, <laughs> no, never sand it. <laughs> no, oh, okay. I actually can sand the, the painted piece. This makes really ah, perfect with, really. Uh, with the texture underneath. Uh-huh. So, yeah, so I'd like drop all this stuff on the on the canvas, like in really thick, uh, thick priming that cracks or something. I'm really enjoying this stuff, but still, I don't know, like the flapping of the canvas. Yeah, I don't know. Just for me, it makes and for panel, I can do whatever. I can build the the the, the whole shape. Uh, yeah, on top of it. And it stands it. I don't know. It's a, it makes a huge difference for me, actually. Were you painting on canvas? Yeah, or? I know, but um, especially since I moved here, because mm. everything is shipping. So I went back to using canvas. But the way I try to get around it is when I paint on canvas, I staple it to a wall. Mm-hmm. And I work on the painting on that. So there's, because, yeah, for me, it's that thing. I don't. I know a lot of people like that spring of the canvas and I cannot stand it because I, I like to use different um, tools. So I use scrapers, palette knife, exactly. rollers, mm-hmm. and it, you can't do that on the canvas that well. Mm-hmm. So I'll just staple it, work on the painting, take it off and roll it. But the, even then there's still a difference. And I part of it I feel like is, and maybe I'm totally wrong, but the paint actually looks different to me on panel. I feel like there's less absorption of something than there is on canvas. Even when you prime it, mm-hmm. it just it looks more lively to me on panel. I but know. that could just be some weird perception yeah, of mine. There is something. There must be something. You see? Yeah, yeah. because I I was told like, come on, just stretch your. Um, because you can stretch as you do, yeah. But you can stretch the the canvas on the wooden panel. But still, it's not. Different. Yeah, yeah, it's still different. It's still different. Yeah, because I do. Yeah, I do that too. There, I found a store here where they they have them pre stretched on little panels, and they're really inexpensive. I did my whole last show with those, mm. and even then, it felt. Mm. Yeah. There was a difference. Yeah. I totally understand. So, um, yeah, what was it? <laughs> no, well, the same thing that I I wanted to ask you about is how um, 
Because it, it seems to me like that working with Henrik was such a big uh, turning point for you. How did that even come about? So basically, um, just meeting him was uh, such a great inspiration. And then when I started to think that maybe, you know, like in the back of my mind, like there was somebody say like, just, you know, maybe it's not a bad idea to do so, but it was still really, really shy voice. Yeah, so I would uh-huh. like keep keep doing my things, and um, so I. Met- Are you saying you mean you a shy voice to approach him to see no, if you no, can no, no, to approach to approach profession, not him. ah okay. But how did I, how did you come about working with him? So uh, you you studied yeah, with him for five days. He came to Barcelona because of all these friends and everything. He came there and oh. he came to draw in this studio, and I was there, of course. And then in a couple of months, I think, I just saw the, the, the post in his Instagram, like, hey, dudes, I do um, a, a workshop in Italy, like for five days. And I was like, oh, I must be there. I must be there. Nice. And um, because we had quite a um, uh, well, difficult economical situation, I would say, yeah, like uh, we didn't mm-hmm. have any budgets for such a stuff then. And uh, I just, I went to my husband and I was like, do, do we think, like, do you think, because it was quite expensive, I must say. I was like, can I go? And still I had a like little child, you know, to go for six days somewhere. I was like, yeah, go. And he was like, "Mm," regarding the money, not like letting me go. It was just, oh, you know, probably will not have a budget for this. And I lend, so I just lend the money for going there. Because I wow. wanted to go. I mean, I. Yeah, yeah. It's not like I wanted. I like. I knew I have to. <laughs> I would say. Sure, it's one of those universe things. Yeah, yeah. It's like. Yeah. And uh, I somehow <coughs> felt that it will it will pay off, and it it was. And when I I I was, but I was still considering all this stuff as a hobby. Just a hobby, because I wasn't so really weird. thinking. Yeah. Yeah, and then I went there, and his technique and what he was saying, it was just literally uh, like laying on my technique so well. Oh, okay, they went to weather, together I mean, well. How well you together, yeah. like they're, they're just, I, I immediately understood what he means when he was painting and understood how he was doing. And like when I tried myself, and he was like, Hey, come on! You're doing so great. And when he started to to ask me, like, why you don't make art as a profession? Like, you definitely will do good there. And when he said me so, I was like, Yeah. Oh, maybe, <laughs> maybe I should try. Maybe yeah. Is that what really pushed you then yeah. to, to after that? You're like, okay, yeah. I'm okay. gonna take this leap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to try. I have to try. So I I I'm not saying it was easy. It was like so um I I was feeling so insecure because back then, uh no matter what the situation we had, I had a career, I was working with my husband, so we're like a full par- partners. So for me it was like I was really anxious to to say him, you know, like dear, I I really want to quit or like at least 
like spend more go part time or yeah. Yeah. and I did anyhow something like that yeah but you see now for example like um, I took again uh, the uh, one uh, interior project and uh, I regret it because it takes so much time but at yeah. the same time I'm learning a lot so um I wasn't easy, but I well, I'm just saying I'm still combining these careers. I still have. Yeah, I feel like I, I have two jobs. Yeah, well, three. You're a mother too. Yeah, and I'm you guys are raising a child. <laughs> I wasn't going to say so. I was like, oh, I would be so like, ah. but it's <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I no, no, it's actually it. like thank you to bring in this thing because it's actually yeah. the third, uh, a third job. Yeah. a learning thing for me i know so many artists that do and that's one thing they all say to me like man that's another job in and of itself and i admire that mm. you know somebody who can do that well and uh, uh, the same way like um no matter we have this conversation about my art stuff and everything but i totally aware that my uh the motherhood is my main job I would that's cool i mean yeah it took me a while. It took me, I think, like several years to actually accept it. Really? I was fighting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, I, um, I'm really ambitious, I would say. Uh -huh. I'm a super ambitious person. And, uh, and I was always creating stuff like here and there and like my job. In my job and yachting uh, industry, I'm also like super ambitious. And like to having a child is like change everything. You kind of have to step away from your goals and your ideas and your projects. Yeah, like large and beautiful projects. And actually to sit home and play silly games, you know, whole day, like <laughs> all these running nerves and everything. And yeah. it makes you really like um, you have to. Mm, I don't know. Step aside, you know. Step down a bit, and be and be a mother. It was like really harsh, but I think, um, as I said before, like I had to have a child to 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 become another person. And, and <laughs> I know it's another thing. You know, it's like quite shameful to say. So, like, I wasn't happy. I know. I mean, what as oh, as oh, a mother, as a new mother? Yeah. Like a yeah, it's weird. You know, I I don't think. Of course, I have no right to speak on this as a male. I think. <laughs> but what's, what's interesting to me though is um, who is a, the one friend I had a while back. We had a really interesting conversation because I never, of course, um, understood the social pressures i'm not saying that's what you're saying but mm -hmm. the social pressures of of women and motherhood mm -hmm. and because she, she explained to me she chose not to have children mm -hmm. a really close friend of mine and so did i and so i didn't think anything of it but she one night we we're talking and she's telling me about i can't remember the books that she read but she was explaining to me how much shit she was getting from oh, yeah. family, from other women she's like you don't understand the so just the social pressure still 
that you're supposed to to birth a child. And that was, I mean, I felt stupid. It was such an eye-opening thing for me. So I can understand mentally where you're coming from when you say that. Yeah, yeah, because... I mean, what a fucked up thing. Like, yeah, because you're a woman, like, what? And, and I even joke, because I would get that from family sometimes, because I come from a big family, and they're, you know, they're on my mother's side, they're Filipino, so it's all about having kids. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like... As soon as like I got hair on my face, you know, they're like, "So when are you gonna have kids?" I'm, like, I'm not. <laughs> and you were twelve, no? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, more like twenty-one. It started late, but um, okay. <laughs> because sometimes you know, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, some are nine years old. Yeah, yeah. Like, That's the Russians. The Russians have beards at nine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I kid, I kid. But yeah. but that's different even as a male, you know, when people are joking about when you're going to have kids. It's not the same pressure. It's not the same. No, no, it's not. Yeah. It's terrible. I know. Because I have some friends of mine, they, they are, I don't know, like close to their 40s and they don't have kids. Or someone just decided to go like child free, they say, and they... Yeah always they say just they just tell ridiculous story like people not respecting their like just boundaries you know they just literally step into your soul and just shit there you know like you probably like something wrong with you like you know understand but you have to you know like yeah you just haven't found the right person yeah (laughs) you just don't understand what life is about it's like, yeah, oh, it's so condescending. Oh. Yeah, it's so terrible. I mean, it is terrible. I was never pushing people into like uh, having a child because it it's so difficult. And um, I mean, it is great, and the same way, it's super difficult. So I totally yeah. understand people. And actually, you know, the thing I was also I would be also really honest to you, and um, I think. People with kids, they're a bit envying people with like not having kids. Yes, they are. That's one of the core reasons I don't have children. Yeah. Because every one of my friends, as they had children, I remember one time I was at a um it was one of their kids' birthday parties. Mm-hmm. And one of my friends, like he just had looked like he hadn't slept in two months. <sighs> and he, he he pulled me aside, both him and his wife, and he's like, Look, man, I love my kids more than anything in this world. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, don't have fucking kids. No, don't either. have kids. Oh yeah, and it's like, thank you. Okay. No kids. <laughs> nice tip. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks for the tip. <laughs> but I understand too. I mean, they explained it to me. It's like it's one of those weird things I hear. It's like everybody I know has them. Says I won't change it for the world. Like I wouldn't yeah. change it this wouldn't, because it I don't. It back. No, no. Yeah, but. If I could make the choice back then, if I knew. <laughs> but the thing is, we never know what we're going, like what. That's uh, true. Yeah. Signing yeah. for. This is the thing. And I was really angry at my, <laughs> with all my, my parents or people around me. Like, couldn't you tell me like, it's so fucking difficult. <laughs> like, couldn't you just explain it before? I know. Right. Yeah. All the things we go to school for, and they don't teach you how to do oh, your taxes yeah. and how how to raise children. <laughs> yeah, it should be the main topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah how, to, yeah, how to feed yourself, how to raise a kid, and how to do your taxes. Come on, uh, Yeah, come on. Yeah, like nobody. Like, oh, because you forget. 
this is also yeah. really i think this is again about our evolution of the of the brain because we forget these things just for next generation to keep bright yeah i mean <laughs> yeah 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 true. yeah it's crazy but then so i mean so it was you were saying it was it was there was a how would you put it there's not a resentment but you you went into it with feeling a little how would you put it those first few years yeah well resentment yeah it's a nice word i would say well i was like a uh, trapped feeling like you felt tra- yeah okay yeah like i can do what i want to do and i was i understood i have to be patient but you cannot be patient. And um, <laughs> yeah, well, it's not about me at all. And I had to learn it on the, on. Uh, the yeah. Path. Yeah. It's like, it's again, like it's the best training you, you can have and just having a kid. <laughs> I know it sounds, yeah. it sounds horrible and like really, uh, I don't know, like materialistic, materialistic, but I mean, it just, you, <clears throat> You have to grow. You have to, like in in so mm-hmm. many ways, like how you, uh, like pe- like the the things around you that you take for granted, and you suddenly understand how important they are, and all the values as we as we talked before, like changing and uh, well, everything is changing. Yeah, 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 and. Uh, uh, so yeah, but first yeah, we're quite depressed. But again, it's about sleep. It's it's also about the, this thing. It's it's really physiological as well because you're basically right. sleeping for two years like normally. And yeah, it, and then the physiological becomes mental. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, so, totally. so maybe if uh, if it would be because there are like mythological uh, parents that <laughs> who sleep. <laughs> Yeah. I still don't believe it's so rare. No, it's so rare. And yeah, I think I've met one. Why are you saying it's, yeah, maybe. And they're like, why are you complaining all the time? Like, why? <laughs> like, oh, you with this, like, you know, like a black uh, round, like circles. Circles around, around the eyes, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. The, the, like fifth uh, coffee cup and it doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, don't touch me. And he was like, I don't know. You, yeah. But then you just survive it and it's okay. And then you became much more productive, much more positive, much more, I don't know, just, just better, better you. I mean, stronger yeah, yeah. again. You know, that's an interesting thing. Cause one thing I found myself in the last few years envious of is everybody I know with children manages their time so well. Mm-hmm. And at times they look like, I mean, I, I consider myself a fairly productive person. I have a lot of things going on, a lot of projects, but I see some of my friends and I'm like, how are they doing all this? And it makes me feel like, man, I don't, I don't have a family. Why can't I achieve that much? You become very good at, at, yeah. at not wasting time. Yeah, yeah, because you have to. It's like it, it, it just yeah. push, you, push you there. Otherwise, you just won't achieve anything. So actually, I went to study like a self-time management. Because it's so oh, okay. yeah, yeah. like with all these, with two jobs, with the kid, with other stuff. Because still, I have my 
you know, my apartment. I still cooking. I still do here and there. I still want to look good and everything all together. It like makes it what it made like a mess in my in my life. And I just realized, yeah. okay, now I have to learn how to manage my time. And it's actually, actually like now I remember like before, oh my God, I was just throwing my my time into like a waste bin all the time. Oh, so that's interesting. You so you have a you put a very concerted effort into your time management. Yeah, yeah. Like you're learning thing. You, yeah, you I, what was it like a course or a Yeah, it was a courses. I keep reading about it, I keep implementing okay. application or way of planning my month my my week without that no yeah it would be everything in my head because it's not only about planning it's about like having everything in your head and it's so distracting and so um it just makes you nervous so much Uh, so so what is the key to get it out of your head yeah yeah the the first thing you have to do is actually just to put it out from your head like on paper at least. Yeah. Yeah. And then just divide it into groups and actually start to do. Do you use the specific method? Because I'm into that stuff too. I have a specific time management uh, method that I use. What, what? Do you have a particular? Um, well, um, it was, yeah, I was learning. For, uh, I was studying on, uh, on one online course, actually, that combined several methodics. Yeah, it's okay. quite um, quite flexible. What I like, yeah, because I know there are people like doing crazy things, like dividing uh, the day into five minute slots or something like that. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. no I cannot stand that. I would be super yeah. stressed out. No, no, yeah, no. I just ju- just dividing the, the the big thing, the big project, the big picture into, into yeah. small actions, and actually just put them into my plan. <laughs> For today, okay, I have to do mm-hmm. this email, like a couple of hours of painting, and these I have to make for for interior job, for example. Yeah, and then okay, something for home. Yeah, so something something like that. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's similar to how I do it. Yeah. It's not too strict. Yeah. Well, at least that. I mean, it's like how I was living before. I cannot imagine it. Yeah. And because when you said I, the, the key thing that, that I took away for the method that I use was freeing up your headspace. You have to get all these things out and organized something outside of your head. And it was funny because that actually made my painting better. Really? Not just, mm-hmm. but yeah, not just my painting time. Cause I didn't realize as I was painting, I didn't see any progression in terms of themes, in terms of ideas. And I didn't realize that I'd become so methodical in my painting because that's the only way I can juggle it with all the information in my head. Cause I'm thinking about like deadlines I'm thinking about other things I have to do. So I'm, I was always just going to a specific way of painting. Cause I can kind of do it automatically, like, you know, go on mm. automatic driver mode, you know, so to speak. So once you get them out of your head and into a different resource, then it's like, Oh, I can think again. I feel like, yeah, you know, oh, it's really interesting, actually. Yeah, because to to keep your your mind creative, you have to be free. That yeah, that's you have the to free space. We're trying to get for ourselves, like, and we have to we have to organize it, and we have to. Yeah, this is the thing that I think many people just can't stand it. 
that we actually have to organize this special time for ourselves. Nobody will yeah. will create it for us. And like you have to switch off your phone, you have to be concentrated and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. You have to yeah, create this space and time where you can create. Because before it was more I think it was a bit more um like natural, don't you think? I uh, yeah, I do. I think there's that I don't know if it's like pop psychology, but there's a lot of talk about the power of boredom nowadays. And I I do agree with that. You have to be able to let your mind wander a bit. Mm -hmm. If it's always engaging with something like your phone or Mm -hmm. social media, you're not using certain parts of it. Yeah. And I was just uh, recently, uh, uh, what what was it? Like another... um, story about um, the recent researchers and they say basically that uh, our brain has three uh, phases, three different types of working. Like, So one of them is receiving their information. That's what we, most of us doing the whole day. So basically when we are in Instagram, we're also receiving the information. When yeah, we, yeah. Yeah, so it's like constant, constant. Consume. Consume. <laughs> consume information. And the yeah. brain has another mode where you're actually thinking, creating new new ways, the creating, let's say. And uh, this is like a different state of brain. Mm-hmm. And like the thing that amazed me the most, it was like to switch from one um, mode of uh, receiving to creative state. It takes twenty three minutes. Yep, it's quite a lot. Can you imagine, like just sitting and not doing, not reading anything, like for twenty minutes? We yeah. do it now. Yeah, I know. And that's why I, was, I think it, one of the positive things about the situation we're in right now and what I've been talking about with a lot of people is like not to freak out and find the silver linings mm-hmm. in what we're all experiencing. And one of them is like, this could be a nice reset button to kind of mm-hmm. take the time to reevaluate how you operate in your life. Things like that. Like, okay, maybe I need to step away. Like I, have, I literally have all day in the house. Yeah. Let me just put the phone down for an hour. And let my brain reset and see what happens. At least, yeah. But what I see, you At also least. <laughs> have to make this commitment. I mean, because if you won't control it, it will. You just will end up with like twelve hours on the screen. Yeah. So again, this situation yeah. just leads us to be con- like conscious about this thing. To make an effort. Yeah, exactly. Take the phone. Yeah, to make an effort. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, because in in the regular daily life, I understand everybody's so busy and this and that. You don't have that time to sit and think about it. It makes sense. You're always on your phone. This is a nice break, I think, for everybody. If you can put some of the worry aside. Mm -hmm. It's like you're in your house all day. Put it down, man. You know? (laughs) Well, again. But you know what? I have... (laughs) The, Go ahead. The, the, uh, again, this is another thing about parents. They're struggling now with kids and always at home. I know, I know. That's right. See, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have parents. that perspective. Yeah, you have to do online. <laughs> you also have a kid here, like always doing his school stuff and whatever. Yeah. <sighs> but again, I think like after that, I would be a superwoman. 
<laughs> just, you already are. I don't know, like super productive. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, you are though. Well, you know. yeah, you never. Yeah, it's again. John, thank you oh. so much for the chat. Thank you. Okay, it was good talking to you. Yeah, you too. Lo-Fi Sight and Sound Podcast is an American artist living in Paris, France, in conversation with artists, musicians, and filmmakers discussing context, the creative process, and studio practice. You can find us on all streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Also at www.lofipodcast.com. No hyphens. Please rate and review. It helps more than you know. If you can't rate and review, then please share this with a friend. Lo-Fi Podcast is recorded, mixed, and edited by myself. Intro music is also by me. Thank you for listening.